Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Next week is Halloween, the scariest holiday of the year, and we're going to spend the hour today getting you in the mood for Halloween. A little later in the show, we're going to talk about scary movies. What do you think of scary movies? Do you go see them? Are you excited or scared by them, or do you think... They've just become sort of corny. Uh, also, we will talk with John Mosier and, and about his annual Halloween show here on WDET. Uh, also, remember that if you have to step away from the radio for any reason, uh, you don't have to miss out on the conversation here on Detroit Today. You can always go to iTunes or wherever you download podcasts, download and subscribe to Detroit Today, and you can take us with you and listen to us whenever you can. Also, a programming note, it's time for a pre-election smart politics happy hour. Join me and other members of the WDE team at the Anchor Bar on Fort Street in downtown Detroit. After work from 6 to 8 p.m. on Wednesday, November 1st, that is next Wednesday, the audience always steers the conversation and you're bound to have a great time, have a beer maybe with me, have a conversation about the upcoming election. Uh, Be sure that you can be there. Up first... Frankenstein, Dracula, a block-headed dragon. These aren't just fictional monsters. These are the creatures that Detroit Free Press cartoonist Mike Thompson divided, uh, divined out of the mangled congressional district map here in the state of Michigan. In a piece he calls gerrymonstered, Thompson lampoons our state's horribly contorted district map. Mike Thompson joins me now to talk about this very scary rendering of our politics. Mike, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you, Steve. Good morning, or should I say good morning. Good morning. Right. Uh, So so first, let's talk about the the idea of turning uh, political rendering into something scary. I guess in some ways, it is scary. It's scary how badly drawn the map is. It's scary how cynically drawn the map is to try to maximize the advantage of one party over another. But the idea of turning them into literal monsters, where did you come up with that? Well, actually, I was sort of riffing off uh, um, an an idea that uh, was done back in 1812 by a cartoonist by the name of Elkina Tisdale. And he was drawing for a publication in Boston. If we could back up a minute, the term gerrymandering itself is traced back to Elbridge Jerry, mm-hmm. or as he pronounced it, Gary. He pronounced it with a hard G, but over time- but we've changed that. We've, we changed that. Uh, he was a Democratic Republican, and uh, he was America's vice president, uh, the fifth one, and he was the governor of Massachusetts. And while he was governor, he signed off on a redistricting map. And the story goes, a newspaper editor looked at one of the uh, specially convoluted districts and remarked that it looked like a salamander. Well, (laughs) Jerry plus salamander equals gerrymander. Gerrymander, right. Right. And then a cartoonist by the name of Elkina Tisdale drew the district as a frightening-looking salamander, although it looks more like a dragon, his drawing does. And... That cartoon is probably in every civics textbook ever published, although I doubt uh, 
Tisdale's descendants have received any royalties. <laughs> and, and, and nowadays, uh, they're not even using civics textbooks in a lot of schools, so no one's learning about this anymore. Right, right. <laughs> and, which was part of my reason for, for doing this. And, and it was Tis, uh, Tisdale's cartoon that sort of inspired my Jerry Monsters collection. I took my favorite monsters, everyone from Frankenstein to Jabba the Hutt to Cruella de Vil, yeah. and drew them as, as Michigan's congressional districts. Yeah, and and if you uh, if listeners want to check this out, you can go to the Free Press website uh, under the opinion section and find Mike Thompson's uh, Jerry Monsters, uh, all all of the all fourteen of the congressional districts rendered as some scary being uh, that that they sort of look like. I guess is is the idea. Uh, uh, talk about uh, some of your favorites here, Mike. There, as I say, there were fourteen for the fourteen districts. Which ones did you have the the most fun drawing? Well, you, you know, if we. We should probably back up a minute and, and talk about gerrymandering itself, right? Uh, because as you mentioned, they're not teaching civics in uh, <laughs> some in people don't even know anymore, is, and yeah. it's it all evolves around congressional reapportionment. Every ten years, there's a census, and the number of congressional seats that each state is is awarded is determined by its population. So, a big state like California gets fifty three Congress people. Michigan gets 14. A small state like um, North Dakota would get one. So Michigan gets 14 seats based on its population, meaning the district uh, population in each district is about 710,000 people. How the lines of the district are drawn is is where things start to get really scary. Right, right. Republicans control Lansing, so they draw the lines to pack all as many Democrats as they can into as few districts as they can, and then to spread out the Republican vote elsewhere in the state to create many more safe Republican districts. Uh, as a result of all this, Republicans get nine congressional seats in Congress and Democrats get five. Right. Now, in fairness, when the Democrats were in charge, they were doing the same thing. In states where Democrats are in charge, they're doing the same thing, so yeah. it's 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 a bipartisan problem. It's an abuse that that everybody sort of indulges. Although I will say this: here in the state of Michigan, the redraw in 2010 was really different than what we had seen before. Even in 2000, when Republicans controlled uh, controlled uh, all aspects of of the government, uh, there was more adherence to the idea of communities of interest. There was more adherence to the idea of uh, contiguous districts it it didn't look the way it does now in 2010 it seems they just took all of the sort of restraint out of the process and in you know indulge themselves as much as they as they possibly could yeah i mean when you look at the, the congressional uh, districts map here in michigan um you know when you get out state and you're talking about like the 4th congressional district or the 6th congressional district or or the 2nd over on the west side of the state they look relatively normal, but when you start getting into the heavily Democratic areas of Detroit, mm-hmm. like the 12th, the 13th, the 14th, the 9th, uh, those districts are horribly convoluted and really made some good fodder for for a cartoon. Yeah. Um, 
you, you know, my, my goal in doing this was to highlight the problem of gerrymandering. You know, we always talk in the news business about, well, when we write about this stuff, nobody reads it, right? <laughs> right? You know, which is, which is true because let's face it, gerrymandering isn't exactly a sexy topic, yeah. Yeah. but, but it is a huge problem and, and it has so many ramifications. And so I thought, well, you know, there, there's got to be a way to comment on this issue visually and drive home the point with images instead of words that Michigan's gerrymandered congressional districts are, are truly frightening. Right. So, so my favorite that you drew here is the Dune Sandworm, which is the 12th congressional district represented (laughs) by Debbie Dingle. I just thought that one was particularly, uh, particularly inventive there. Uh, And sandworms to me are, are actually genuinely scary creatures. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean I'm I'm a big fan of the movie Dune and you know when I was creating this map to highlight the problem of of gerrymandering here in Michigan, I uh uh you know I deliberately tried to pick you know the type of frightening creatures that that I love the most. I yeah. mean, I've got an alien in there from Mars attacks, <laughs> right? <laughs> that is one of my favorite all-time movies because it's so crazy and then uh you know, there's there's Cruella Deville mm-hmm. and and uh, a gargoyle, and I think probably the most challenging one to to do was the uh, I think it would be the fourteenth, which I drew as a giant scorpion, and which is a very frightening thing. Yes, you, yes, and the fourteenth so- is probably the most frightening district that's been drawn. It stretches from the Detroit Riverfront all the way up. To the city of Pontiac and sort of loops around lots of different areas uh, to do that, and and of course, uh, Brenda Brenda Lawrence, who represents that uh, that district, has talked all the time about how challenging it is to represent all those different communities. I think she does a pretty admirable job of it, but it would make more sense, I think, if if that were a more compact compact geographic uh, designation. Right. Well, sense isn't the driving force right. behind, uh, behind the way yeah. Michigan's Sense and kick- politics sometimes seem to butt heads. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not the driving force behind how this map was, was drawn. It was, it was drawn to optimize one party's political advantage over the other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Mike Thompson. He is a columnist and cartoonist for the Detroit Free Press. We are talking about his Jerry monstered uh, piece that ran recently in the free press uh, on freep.com is where you can go check that out. Uh, it is an attempt to talk about or discuss the issue of partisan gerrymandering. Mike does it here by turning the contorted districts that uh, were drawn in the state of Michigan in 2010 into actual monsters, Dracula, a dragon, a crocodile, Jabba the Hutt, uh, is the 10th district where Paul Mitchell uh, represents us in in Washington. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, talk about gerrymandering, talk about how scary that issue is, talk about uh, the idea of cartoons and the way that they can get us to think about things through visual commentary as opposed to uh, written commentary. Give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today will work you into the conversation. Mike, I want to talk about what I just mentioned there, which is the idea of 
visual commentary, which is, of course, your your area of expertise. And and you and I work closely together at the Free Press on on finding new ways and interesting ways uh, to do that. I, I've always been I've always been pretty impressed by uh, people who can do that. And and I will admit also that it's the it's the greatest challenge I have as an editor at the paper is is trying to divine exactly how you do what you do uh, and and trying to maximize sort of the uh, the effect of it but but talk about how you how you go through the process of coming up with imagery that makes uh, a political point uh, in, a, in an incisive way and in a fair way uh, which is which is which is something I think you do pretty consistently. Well, you know, it's people, I'm asked all the time, well, how do you come up with your ideas? And the, and the answer to that question is I have no idea. <laughs> it's, right. <laughs> it's, it's really an extension of who you are and how you think and, you, you know, the influences you've had in your life. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing this so long that it's completely changed my thought process. I think in visuals, I, I don't think in words. Yeah. Um, and it requires an enormous a lot of reading and, and an enormous amount of Diet Coke. And then, <laughs> you know, it all sort of jumbles around in my head. And, you know, we when I think about politics, I'm probably like a lot of people. I have conversations with myself inside my head. And, <laughs> you know, well, that that's that's insane or that, that's crazy. And, you know, it's simply a matter of... of Taking these conversations and, and putting them out on paper yeah. visually. You know? I mean, what 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 you have in common with writers is that it's all driven by ideas, uh, but but you're working in a very different medium than than the written word. I, I would imagine also, though, you've got to have in the back of your mind this sense that you want the visuals to have an impact. You want the visuals. To, to drive the point home, but you also don't want the visuals to overwhelm the point that you're making. In other words, uh, to distract from the message that you're that you're trying to yeah, get across. Yeah, it's very easy to overdraw anything, as any artist will tell you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, the, the visuals are are so important, and I think especially now that we live in such a visually oriented society. And I've really sort of had to change my approach to my job as uh, you know, technology has, has brought us sure. uh, Pixar 3D animation <laughs> with you know, just insanely sophisticated images. And, um, you know, it, it's almost changed the language. Right. It's almost like the transition from uh, Shakespearean English to modern English, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, that, you know, that my drawing style and my approach has had to become far more sophisticated than it was. And my work now looks nothing like the work I did when I started out in this, yeah. in this profession. Yeah. Again, three one three five seven seven one zero one nine is the number to join the conversation. Let's go to Ed in Detroit. Ed, welcome to Detroit today. You there, Ed? Ed? Hello. Uh-oh, it's Halloween. I don't, I don't know. know. It's Nothing Halloween. bad happened That's to right. Ed. Ed is not paying attention. All right, Ed, call us back. Uh, we'll get you back on the air. Uh, let's go to Amy in Livonia. Amy, welcome to Detroit today. Uh, no, no Amy either. 
I suspect uh, Michael Myers is going on with our, I was going to say it's Halloween. Maybe something kinky is going on with our phones. Uh, okay. Uh, Mike Thompson, columnist and cartoonist at the Detroit Free Press. We're not going to wait for Ed or Amy. Uh, thank you very much for being here on Detroit Today. Well, thank you so much, Stephen. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. We'll catch up with you soon. Up next, we're going to talk with a horror movie critic about scary movies and America's fascination with them. Stay with us on Detroit Today. Detroit Today.